Let me introduce you to the elements. Hey, you, I heard you shining, but I got that gold membership. I rose from the bush like Valentine's petals from an unstable family of alkaline metals. Hitting prime time like Channel 5 specials, and I never handle rocks like Palestine rebels with pebbles. The antics and antiquities and Mr. Steve's always got a trick up my sleeve. Miss, please, ancient magic of witchcraft. Skip class, and I barely just passed. A young grasshopper that's trying to switch pads. She trying to get bent like light when it hits glass bond smoke got me blazed as hell burning weight like them 47 j's i scale you can tell by the amazing smell and my eyes stay tight like i'm asian wow my man dirty had the booty just to put me in the right mind yeah Never die as long as we got real shows like this holding us down. Yeah. Yeah. What up, Dharma? Boys were straight telling us, y'all ain't real hip hop. Y'all don't know the history of hip hop. Y'all don't carry backpacks. Y'all don't ride trains. You know, I feel like they was do doing down our backs and our necks and, and, and TTing on our legs when they was doing that because we was the ones buying their records. Now, here comes the music. And now, directly from the planet of Brooklyn, Oasis, 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 Oasis.
never take my pimp game But 92 came around and things so insane I gotta get my thing back on track But the more I try to stay away, the more I come back Why I let her play me, you can't understand So sit yourself down and just listen to my man Checking out Dominic and Tito Oasis. Well, now where were we? We go stay in tune. This is where we are. I can 
see the young blood sinking out at the stove. 24 7 drunk is looking for a hit of the blow. It's powerful. Oh, you know what else they trying to do? Make a curfew, especially for me and you. The traces of the new world holder. Time is getting shorter. If we don't get prepared, people, it's gonna be a soda. My mind won't allow me to not be curious. My folk don't understand, so they don't take it serious. But every now and then, I wonder if the gate was put up to keep crime out of When you can create something, then you can make something. If you cannot create anything, then you cannot make anything. Then if you can create something and, and then make something, then you can form the solution. Yo, what up, Darmic X? Yo, New York City. Yo, it's a hectic day out there, man. I'm, walk yes. I'm walking around with Kelly. And there's there's helicopters everywhere. Yes. Now now being where I'm from, being where I'm from in Brooklyn, you you used to the helicopters. Whether you're out in the sty, you're out in Flatbush, there's helicopters nonstop. But when you come into the city, you don't expect the uh, ghetto birds up there, and um, you know it's just the constant sound of the helicopter. And finally, I I kind of. I'm not on Twitter anymore, so I, I Twitter search what the hell's going on with the helicopter. Sure enough, there are people on the front lines today. Yes. And uh, they're protesting in Union Square. Yes, I walked by, actually, on my way down to the station. So. Which you shouldn't have done. As your, as your manager, Darmic, I would say stay stay clear from there. God forbid you walk into, uh, what are those, those traps that they set The police people? traps? Um, they, they have them set up on one side of the street. They call, there's a name for it, the kettle. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, God forbid you accidentally walk into the kettle, then you leave me here alone. It would have been a little rough, and I wouldn't have been able to tell you, but, you know, I thought it was important. I I walk past that area generally every time I come down here, and you know I knew about the the march, so I wanted to kind of see it for myself on the way down here. And it, it's very regulated this time around. It wasn't maybe as big as some of the other protests have been down in Union Square, but I think it's very important. And you know, obviously, our thoughts here are with the people down in Baltimore who are uh, going through far more turbulent times. Yes. Uh, a city I've been to. I don't know if you've been there um, uh, before. I haven't. Okay, I, I've been to Baltimore once before, and it's. A very interesting city, a very rugged, very rugged city. But a great, great, great music history. It's yes. Baltimore uh, club music. Yes. A lot of different Pretty genres. And, um, you know, I have a lot of friends down there, both family, friends, artists, etc. And, you know, there's a lot going on down there. It looks like... Uh, oh, wait. They, they sent uh, Brandon Jenkins to the yes. front lines. Yes. Seems like they're trying to do the same trick again over there at Complex. They send him down to Ferguson. They get a, a Webby nod. And, uh, you know, Brendan's out there again on the front lines. This is 89.1 FM, the sound of the slums, WMYU 8. Uh, Peter and Darmic, the name of shows, now where were we? You, you know, the one thing I want to say about that before we kind of move on from there is that I think, you know, this incident, along with some of the other incidents that we've had here, is while obviously it, it, it leads to a lot of issues and, and a lot of threats to, to people who may not, you know, be trying to do anything, um, you know, these are important. It's important that this happens and it addresses a fact that there are systematic systemic issues that this country has to deal with with police and the idea that 
there is an us versus them mentality um, out here in the streets with police and the citizens, and that shouldn't be the case ever. Um, the police should be a part of the community. That otherwise, you know, that doesn't work. Justice doesn't isn't served. Uh, I don't want to have this conversation. I don't want to have the conversation, but I think it's important not, to not put all that police out are there. Bad at, and most and of I'm the not police who are the, out in these streets every day, in these urban environments, man, they. They're up against stuff, Darmic, that you and I or anyone in this room would not want to deal with on a day-to-day basis. That and is understood. Have to go home back to their normal life. I'm not saying that all police officers are bad, but I think it goes a little beyond the idea that there is just a few rotten apples. Instead, I think there are some systemic problems that need to be addressed, not amongst individual officers but in terms of policy and you know accountability is a very important thing amongst human beings and accountability starts with those who have greater responsibility than just the average joe and that would be people in authority so that's all i want to say on that we don't really have to continue this conversation any further As but i felt always, like that's important to say crazy shout out to everyone in new york city all the police officers all the firefighters all the emts and whatnot you guys work really hard and i am in full support of everything you guys do and a shout that we all can live in harmony now when you you tuned in today you heard something for the first time that we have done and we've talked about doing this for a while we are playing only southern rap music yes and this is something that Darmic and i you know we talked about and we talked about and what better occasion to do this Yes, and, and you know, for me as a younger kid, um, a lot of as that, a younger kid, Southern hip hop was the dominant region of rap when I was coming up. This when was I was coming up. Yeah, you know, like this was what was on top: the Ti's, the Lil Wayne's, etc. But what was interesting is we were talking off air, and Peter said, and I'd let you do the honors here yeah, again. I said after after listening to all the Southern rap, and I I did some some great research. And you I've did. been researching for this this show and for a long time. And here, uh, here my here my only complaint about playing Southern rap on New York City radio or on any radio in general. There's a hell of a lot of curses, and it's kind of hard to find radio edits of a lot of this stuff. It is impossible to find radio edits so, of some of this stuff. So, with that being said, I left out a lot of good stuff. And Darmic and I were speaking back in the green room, and we've made the decision to do another Southern rap show sometime soon, maybe next week maybe not but i think we should incorporate more southern rap into our our show i we play a lot of uh, older new york rap and actually it's very refreshing to hear a, a lot of southern rap that i may have missed because when it happened i was so you know fixed on listening to uh company flow and whatnot Yes, but you said off air, which is very important, that you find Southern rap to be more enjoyable, more to entertaining, to, more yes. entertaining than than New York. It, rap. It gave me such a good feeling. And do you think that but, was but just? That's probably because it's new to me. It's new to you. Then maybe maybe it. You, you know, I I spoke about this before. Before we lead into our guest, um, you know, a long time ago, uh, a get, uh, upcoming guest in a few weeks. His name is Caramonica, John Caramonica. Very, um, probably one of the first stories ever written about me in the Village Voice was about me bringing Southern rap music to New York City. This is ninety-seven, ninety-eight. Um, I, I always loved Southern rap music. I loved Goody Mob, loved Outkast. I, I had the pleasure of doing maybe three Outkast shows, three real pivotal, you know, Outkast shows during you know their prime during the Equemini and, and whatever that that time, and I love it and. There were always people in New York City who who got Southern rap in New York City, but we got 
little by little, right? Mm-hmm. We we got Juvenile and uh, Juvenile had the Ha record. Yep. and Jay Z jumped on it. Yep. You know, but w- without Jay Z jumping on that record, I don't think many people in New York would have even paid attention to it. And you booked Juvenile, right? I, I have booked Juvenile. Yes, great guy. I love. He's Juvenile. a great live performer. He did the Fool's Gold anniversary show a couple years back, and it was far better than any act Fool's Gold trotted out on stage before him. It was like night and day. You know, with with practice, man. Like, a guy like Juvenile has been playing for a long time, man. Mm-hmm. And um, shouts to Juvenile, always. Yes. Now, Darmic, mm-hmm. let's calm down. I'm so excited. The weather's so nice out. I'm, I'm walking around. I was with Kelly. Um, and one more thing I want to say before we lead to our guest. I was listening back to our show. I have a, what's called the jam box, like this little uh, speaker. And I put the jam box up in, while I'm taking a shower. And I put it on whatever. We have a, a shelf. And I turned it up really, really high. And the bass from the music accidentally knocked over Kelly's um, clock, a, a very expensive clock at, at that. Uh, it's a Vitra clock with a really fancy clock. And I freaked out because I had already broken a leg off of the clock. And the bass from the Southern rap was, was so gully. That I hope this isn't it, the first time she's hearing about this because no, that would no, be very no. problematic. I actually met her after work and, and, and I explained, like, <laughs> I did not break this clock. It, I, I blame Southern rap music. <laughs> now, with that being said, our, our next guest, uh, his name is Benjamin Ingram. Benjamin Meadows, Meadows Ingram. Ingram. Sorry, Ben. I need you to test your mic, man. Hello. Yes, there he is. That's the uh, that's the mic check that we always do. Darmic, you didn't cue up the uh, clapping hands. Oh please, yes, man. very very important, very important. We're really falling off, Ben. There you go. There you go. Darmic, please. Yes. So our our guest here, and and we've I've dressed up dressed up a little bit for the occasion. Kidding, but um, you know, I think is, is you it, actually did a little bit. <laughs> but he's he's an author. You know, it's a little different than maybe some of the other guests that we've had here. He's a published author. His book, uh, which he co-authored with with a legend, um, came out I believe a, a week or two ago. And um, you know, this legendary artist that I'm mentioning is the one and only Scarface, member of Ghetto Mob, and a fierce uh, solo act of his own right. Um, one of the greatest rappers to come out of, of you know, hip-hop in general, but particularly down in Houston. Um, and it's basically, I guess, his, his memoirs, uh, you know, told from his point of view. The name of the book is his Diary name. of a Madman. Yep. Ben, why Scarface? That, that's that's why I had it on my mind all day. Why Scarface? Of, of all the books you could have written, of, of all the great rappers you could have reached out to to write their memoir with them, why Scarface? Uh... <clears throat> well, that was that's what came up. That's what happened. It wasn't um something that I necessarily was pursuing, uh but the opportunity kind of presented itself and uh and it felt like a good fit. So How far do you go back with Scarface? Uh we actually had never worked together or met before starting the book. Uh we were uh, uh what do you call it? A marriage of convenience. <laughs> So you guys found each other at the right time, but but that's how that's how it works, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, all right. So, are you from the south? Oh yeah, I'm originally from Memphis. Ah, you know, there are some mean, mean, mean Memphis rap records. I played a few today, man. Y'all on YouTube, if you just go check out your YouTube, just put in Memphis rare rap cassette tapes there's about like 20 hours of just ridiculous memphis rap and uh 
Yeah, I'm so I'm so happy to listen to a lot of this stuff because I, I like I like rough rough rap records, right? And I, I, you know, as much as I like cool, nice, airy rap records, I love hard records. And the Memphis sound, man, the bass on some of those records is just crazy. I mean, grow, growing up in Memphis, did, what did you listen to? A lot of Memphis rap. <laughs> yeah, like what? Like what type of stuff? Uh, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, growing up, uh, I think. Memphis music was establishing itself at the same time. I mean, I'm uh, uh, well into my 30s at this point, so um, you know the the uh, the hip hop scene around the country was taking shape, kind of. You know, obviously New York was the most further furthest along and like really you know at the forefront of it. In LA, it started to develop, but you know by the the late 80s when I was uh, kind of in elementary school, Memphis uh, music was starting to really kind of feel itself out and um you know i mean you know for us like i think the the big the big defining records were when um abel and mjg got their swath house deal and started uh and then put their debut album out coming out hard which is uh an incredible album which is also pause worthy in today's rap market (laughs) coming out just to point out pardon me ben no it's all good but uh and then you know and then all the stuff that three six mafia was doing um you know at the time uh it's a whole bunch of cassette tapes and it was all bootlegs and um and there were bazillions of them and all of them were hazy and smoked out and uh full of bass and weird samples and horror music and it was incredible now where where would you buy these cassettes uh you could get them at the beeper store at the beeper store what is a beeper store it's a store that oh sells boy beepers. <laughs> like, j- just beepers predominantly yeah <laughs> so it's like the predecessor to the phone yeah sure it's like yeah it's like the yeah. little like you know your wireless communication don't worry ben i deal with this Shop. every week man <laughs> my mom's uncle has a beeper still to this day uh, uh, I went and saw uh, the ASAP Crown uh, this this past week or whatever with uh, you know at the Tribeca Film Festival. Shout yep. out, shout out to Elliot. Um, and uh, you know he said ASAP said two things. ASAP played this like tripped out video, and I think he's been known. Uh, you know he hasn't really been held it a secret or tried to hide the fact of his influences. And obviously, Juicy J is executive producing the new album and. You know he he's indebted to Houston and Memphis and everything. He played this tripped out video that just reminded me so much of these like, you know they weren't gray tapes the way that screw tapes are gray tapes, but our version of that TDK tapes of Juicy you know, Three Six Mafia stuff sounded like that. And then he also talked about how he went through a period recently of trying to switch over to just beepers, <laughs> and <laughs> it just didn't work. But I really admire that idea, and I think we should all try that because that's a fresh thing to do right there i have no idea how a beeper works all right here's how a beeper works you're in the corner where your home is right yeah you, you're getting beeped your beeper goes off probably vibrates if you want to keep it on the low you look at it all right when when you were skilled at sending beeper messages you kind of figured out how to send uh you know codes uh like hello now that that if to to you darmic mm-hmm. the idea of just figuring out how to dial the letters you know the the numbers that create the letters to hello for a beeper it's kind of like crazy like you could uh, jump on your phone now and tweet at someone in australia like our guest next uh, week I robbie from I uncut s- yep I'd- now beepers 
totally different game. The, the, you know, the simple beeper, you would just get a number, it beep, and you could choose to call the person back or not. As beepers became more advanced, and what we had was the sky pager. Yes, the two-way pager. The two-way pager, where I would call call the operator. I'd call uh, you, Ben, and I'd say, hey, this message is for Dharmic. Tell Dharmic to meet me on West 4th Street and 6th Avenue and to bring my polo sweater. The uh, operator would read that message back to you before eventually sending it. Now imagine that, having to go through an operator just to send a message. Yep. But just think you'd have your polo sweater. <laughs> and just think by by simply going to pay your beeper bill, you'd be able to, to pick up a, a mixtape and, and you would get this great music. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if, if you lived in New York during the, the mixtape era, Dharmic. I'm a little after. Uh, you, but I'm, you, I'm aware of the mixtapes. You'd tapes. go up to Harlem. There's a place called the Music Hut. You, you'd go down to uh, 8th Street here, a place called House Anubian, um, B mm -hmm. Street Records, anywhere. Yep. And a rapper would come in and he'd just give his tapes. And, you know, he'd come back in a few weeks and with his hand out. And if the rapper was hot, he'd get a, get a big wad of cash. If the rapper wasn't hot, he may even get his, his mixtapes back. <laughs> then that happened. Mm-hmm. And the I I just love the idea. I, I love the idea of, of mixtape art. And uh, most importantly... <laughs> mixtape art. Oh, man. Yeah, mo most importantly, there's a, a book out now, speaking of books, of Southern rap mixtape covers and, and the, the importance of Southern rap mixtape covers. Now, gr growing up... Shout out to Maurice Garland. Is that the author? Of yes. He, he, he worked on it with, uh, with Ed Smar's project, right? Yep. Yeah. Now, now coming up, you know, did did you know of Pen and Pixel, the uh, the the art guys who did a lot of Southern rap covers, or, or were the designers unknown? You know, you you knew them by by their artwork. Yeah, well, I think you know uh, originally, <clears throat> you know, like Pen and Pixel really exploded with all the No Limit stuff. Like when No Limit took off in the mid to late nineties. That's when Pen and Pixel kind of became a brand name that you even would know to even think about looking for. I'd imagine if you were in Texas, that was probably a bit different, but um, you know, because it was a it was a Texas brand that was or a Texas design house. Um, but uh, you know, it was only later, for instance, that I realized that Pen and Pixel did the coming out hard uh, artwork, and that also was even though. Ball and G were a Memphis act, you know, Swap House was a Texas label, so they were using Texas art. Um, so, you know, it was obviously like by the, by the, you know, 97 or whatever, you know, you knew who Pen and Pixel was and, and they were doing everything that, that, you know, was coming out of the South that was worth caring about. You know, speaking along the idea of that's not that fair. There, there were people who had non-pen and pixel artwork that was worth caring about. But, yeah. <laughs> Those are definitely yeah. the main players. When you talk about aesthetics, another thing that goes along with artwork is the names. And particularly in Memphis, but generally in the South, there are some very fascinating rap names. Um, we were just listening in the back to a guy named Lil White, and, and I was saying that I could never get into it just because the name was just, I don't know, there's something about the name Lil White that just oh, made me go, boy. Ugh. I don't know. It's just racist. me. Not racist. <laughs> they just this is the name of little little white. I don't know, man. Yeah, they, 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 that's that's another thing I was thinking of on the way here. The names Young and Lil, you know, that obviously have have you know origins in in the South, right? Yes. Who who are some of the first Young and Lils that that you could kind of go off the head that you remember? Uh man. Well, I don't. I mean, I feel like. 
that seemed to really, you know, really grow out of New Orleans. Okay. Like, that's, you know, when I think about, like, Young Bleed, you know, mm. obviously Wayne, mm-hmm. um, you know, BG is sort of a twist on the little name. Yeah. Baby Gangster, but, um, you know, like, you know, A-Ball and MJG, like, the, you know, Juicy J, DJ Paul, Gangster Boo, you know, Skinny Pimp, mm-hmm. um, Play a Fly, like, those were a lot of, like, the Memphis people. You, you know, now you have like Young Dolphin like you know like it's become more popular oh my god did you say there's a rapper named Young Dolphin there is there's a rapper named Young Dolph he's been doing his thing Young Dolph Young Dolph not not Dolphin is he any good (laughs) he's okay people people, definitely mess with him people are into him Um, yeah I I know this obviously Scarface took his name from, from a gangster figure yeah, and then like you look at like the Ghetto Boys, and you know those guys. The, they, there's no little or young in there, and you know uh, Slim Thug, Bon B, Pimp C, like you know that that. But when you think about kind of the explosion of artists, and it seemed to kind of grow a lot out of New Orleans in terms of that. But I, you know, I don't know. Now okay. here's something I, I found out, and I'm sure you know, as I was re- researching for this show, Scarface's DJ name. DJ Action. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Now, did, did you know that, Tarmic? I think so. I think so. That's how he started, right? Yeah. Before he got into the Ghetto Boys? Is there anything you learned about Scarface that really you were just like, whoa, when you were done with the book, that you were just like, all right, I, I didn't know this? Uh, I actually did not know that he had been shot. I found that to be uh, big news, that he had gotten shot like after he was famous and and it was in i believe it was early 92 so it was pretty you know it was pretty early in terms of rap media so it's not like and then the, the ghetto boys fame and impact and everything kind of you know it just the, the, obviously the climate and the market is very different now in terms of how something like that would get reported on mm-hmm. and like the um paper trail that would exist like even kind of looking up like going back and trying to find you know stories about that incident was difficult even after he told me the story it was like well let me go see like how he told this story when it originally happened and you know uh you know it's just not a lot out there did he never talk about it there's weren't outlets that really cared Mm. what the ghetto boys were doing or the fact that scarface had gotten shot in 1992 yeah. 92 that's a long 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 time ago let me not state the obvious you weren't born yet. I was born, 92. That was when I was born. Oy. <laughs> but Scarface has always fascinated me because he, he had a very tumultuous life, both after fame, before fame and, and after fame at the same time. You know, he's he's gone through a lot in terms of, of mental health and obviously a lot of the, the usual tropes coming up that a lot of other artists have gone through. But but some of the mental health stuff has been fascinating because I feel like, particularly in hip-hop, it doesn't get talked about in a lot or at all. And and he's one he's an artist who's definitely been very forthcoming about his struggles with that type of stuff. Yeah. And, yes. and what was that those conversations like? Uh, and just for the record, I, it might have been early 93 when he got shot. I just don't want to... Yeah. Know, whatever. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know... Um, you know, I think, you know, Face, I think one of the things that made this book kind of exciting for fans and one of the reasons why the publisher was, you know, excited about moving forward with it and certainly why I was excited is there's just a lot about, like, Face 
because he was really famous kind of prior to a whole bunch of media coverage, you know, where every little thing that every rapper does is dissected and, and reported on. And also because he's also, I'm not going to say press shy, but he definitely um, just, you know, has been pretty reserved in the way that he's uh, approached the media over the years. Um, you know, it, there were just a lot of stories that could be told. And I think that, you know, the thing about his mental health issues, for instance, is that, um, you know, people, it's kind of well-documented. Like, that was out there. I was I was actually surprised the amount of people that I would talk to over the course of the book where I would kind of explain, you know, I would almost say, like, well, you know, like, he, he's had, you know, mental health issues over the years. And people were like, wait, really? Like, like that's true? And there is stuff out there that is that's where he's talked about it before. Um, but people just don't seem to be super aware of it. And, um, and I do think that in our conversations, he was perhaps a bit more open since we were trying to tell the entire story. Um, you know, in the past I've heard him like reference being in Houston international hospital, uh, but not really talk about specifics about, you know, especially like how it affected him emotionally. It was more like, you know, I went and then I got out and uh, in the book and, and in the course of our conversations he was a you know more um, more open and a little more descriptive so that's great that's great I think it's it's very important for, for somebody like that to be you know open about that stuff well you know it's it's been especially you know with the 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 internet and the climate around like you know mental health disorders and particularly suicide which he's um, attempted yes uh, and I feel like there's an awareness now in that there's always been suicide hotlines and stuff like that, but like the amplification of the need to intervene and to like reach out to people that are struggling and, um, and, and let them know that, that there are other ways and that things will pass and that there are people who love them and everything. Um, I think that, uh, it's been interesting watching the feedback to face putting these stories out and the book coming out with these stories in it. Uh, because it seems like it's touched a lot of people, which is awesome because, you know, uh, I mean, we've all been depressed and it's such a horrible place to be. You know. If you just tuned in, you're listening to NW3 Radio on WMYU 89.1 FM. If you don't know, this is the sound of the slums. We're joined today by the notorious BMI, as you can find him on social media, Benjamin Meadows Ingram. Uh, has a book out now with uh, the legendary Scarface Houston rapper of the Ghetto Boys fame. The name of the book is Diary of a Madman. There's more to the title. What is it? The complete uh, it's, title? It's uh, Diary of a Madman, The Ghetto Boys, Life, Death, and the Roots of Southern Rap. And the Roots of Southern Rap. If, if you were lucky enough to tune in at nine when we came on air, played a bunch of Southern Rap music, some of my favorites, definitely wasn't enough time to play exactly what I wanted, and I didn't want to clean those records. So much cursing, Darmic. so yeah. much cursing. I, I've always told you, Southern Rap and West Coast Rap are the two just regions where there's a lot of cursing in hip-hop. That's something you kind of discover as you start to clean records. East Coast surprisingly doesn't get too much cursing in it, but the West Coast, especially, and you know, with guys like Corrupt uh, and Dog Pound, and then the South, um, especially some of the joints you were finding, the more obscure stuff where you're not going to find radio yeah, versions. It's crazy when you're editing because it's like something, something, something. Zip, zip. 
Something, something, something-ish. And, and they're muddy recordings, and then there's doubles in it and everything, like where they're echoing the curses, and it's it's a mess to try to just come through and, and sort of edit it. These, this is us complaining to you. Yeah, <laughs> but, but Ben, let me tell you, man, like you 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 coming here and, and you saying that you would come to our show, yeah, it's been probably the most exciting thing that's happened to this show in a while. <laughs> just, just, just because we kind of got out of the normal mold, you know, and I love the normal mold because I, I could honestly say that I love the stuff that we play up here we have the opportunity to play a lot of good records that people aren't playing mm-hmm. anywhere mm-hmm. and especially playing them in new york you know i mean what's the alternative you know yeah there are some other rap shows on the air in new york um <clears throat> that are okay but they're just playing more of the same old stuff yeah and i mean yep, yep jelly bean um i have to ask when so when did you start writing this book with uh, face I mean, we first started talking about it uh, about two years ago. Okay. So it took a minute, you know, um, scheduling and et cetera, but uh, here we are. And, and do you, do you, wait, are you with him as, as you write this, or is it done online? Is it done on FaceTime, Skype? Like, how uh, much time did you spend with him? Did you go down to Houston? I did not go down to Houston. Okay. Um, he was up here a good amount, so we, um, we met up in New York as often as his schedule would allow. Uh, he's got an album coming out uh, he's been working on for a while and I believe uh, will be out this year although that's a question for him mm-hmm. um, but he was recording the album and then working towards mastering the album and um, and so he was here and uh, and then we did a lot on the phone uh, we did a whole lot on the phone about how long would you say you were like speaking with him through, through the making of this book like if you had to estimate a number of, of hours or I don't know I mean uh Ask my transcriber. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I think, uh, I think we, you know, we probably, you know, in terms of, you know, I'd say what's ninety, like six, seven days solid conversation without sleep if you stacked it all together. That's a long. Right, here's time. the thing, Ben. <laughs> how do you how do you earn his trust? Like, how how long is it until you know he really opens up? You know, because I know here, like, we have someone in this seat as you are right now and we have them for an hour and we barely scratch the surface i mean if we had a couple hours here we'd probably have most of our guests crying you know or or really opening how long do you earn his his trust and he's like i here's what it was here's what it is uh i'm about to start crying now i just want you could cry (laughs) it's fine it's it's Uh, your party no i mean uh you know i think i mean you know i think that the thing about face is he's definitely um you know i think for good reason pretty guarded but at the same time he's incredibly open like he's a uh he's a very i mean he's an awesome dude like, so, so in a sense you feel that that the making this book with him was so, somewhat therapeutic therapeutic for him to to open up about stories and kind of go somewhere and and remember these stories that you know you forget i i mean as a human being there's a lot that you forget and unless you you know have a microphone in front of you or you keep a a diary you tend to forget you know even the good memories i I know dormic that i i forget most of the time we're up here (laughs) (laughs) if i don't go back and listen you know And, and someone like like scarface who's opening up about you know, mental issues and and suicide and you know. At, at any point, did you feel that you were crossing the line? I, I mean, as as a writer, like, what, is, is there a line to cross, or do you have to cross the line to get get what you need from the story and for your book? Well, I think 
<clears throat> to kind of uh, talk a little bit to the first part there for a second, uh, you know, he said that since the book has come out, it definitely feels like it helped him process his past. And when we did the launch uh, here last week in Brooklyn, uh, he was telling people during the, the launch event that um, he felt like he had lived three lives. There was like the life before he was famous, which was very traumatic. And then there was the kind of muddled, exciting and confusing time of his spectacular rise. And then now he feels like having the book out is allowing him to enter into what he's calling his third life. So uh, I do, that's kind of where he's at with that. Um, I think that in terms of like pushing a subject, you know, <clears throat> I think this project is, was interesting because this was the first uh, book I've worked on. And, and unlike, you know, any kind of uh, uh, journalistic experience, you know, where you're kind of writing for an outlet and there's an agenda or there's some sort of news item that you need to get to or you just want to probe an artist or find out something that other people haven't gotten to. You know, this was truly collaborative. So, um, you know, I'd push him, but, you know, if he wanted to draw a hard line, like, that was the hard line. It's his book. You know, I'm not going to, like, you know, be like, yo, man, like, no, really, where, you know, where, whatever, whatever the thing is. I mean, we talked you know, you ask follow-ups and you ask follow-ups, but when it came down to it, you know, there's definitely stuff that didn't make the book and I know why it didn't make the book. And he was like, is that yeah. his decision? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So he, he has final decision. Oh, absolutely. It's his book. Ah, this is NW3 Radio on WNYU 89.1 FM. You could find past episodes of NW3 Radio on SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, or wherever funky fresh podcasts can be found. Coming up at 10.30 is a squeeze time show, I'm assuming? Yes, the squeeze time with, show. With uh, Susio Smash and, and some rapper of the moment. We encourage you to call. We have ben, Benjamin Meadows Ingram here. The number is... Dude, do not call that number. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, 212-998-1818. I got it. I got Darn it. Come two, on. One, two, nine, nine, eight, one, eight, one, eight. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a music break right now. Darmic has his picks of the week and some of his favorite Southern rap songs. We'll be back. Holler. I know how I got there. I never thought I was bigger or better than Outkast. I never thought I was bigger or better than UGK. I never thought I was bigger or better or too or too or too good, too big for my bridges the way I could salute and pay homage to the people who opened the door and lead me to where I am right now today. I know it. I understand it. I get it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And other cats, they just don't. They don't want to be united. They wanna. They rather beef. And, 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 and fall apart and let everything fall to the wayside and that's what happened to New York the dangerous game is about to begin Full of funk, I ain't never been a punk I blow on skunk, I blow on dope 
military minded, I'm a muffled on soldier. Out the streets of the bridge, month four. Not no bitch and see, I still ain't a hoe. Nothing looking no every day of the year. I pimp my pen and I get my point clear. Why is looking gonna talk down? I don't know. Gotta take a trip to Acapulco from the foe with my foe foe on my side. When I ride, ready to do another homicide in the bind by till I'm gone. Looking for old glory. I made time to kill it just like Robert Ory. If I do a murder, feed a murder scene. When it's a shortage on the drink, I can't find no lean. From southwest to southeast, bitch, it's about what, not about peace. Looking like me, I'm about knocking out teeth. Know I'm saying I lose your grill. I look at the coming down in the cool. You can catch me squeezing grains, sitting crooked on D's or swings. Color changing lizard, he's insane. Your woman missing, then he's the blame. The game keep the change. Most marriages blossom and die. When it's over, I'm telling a vibe, but she act like I'm telling a lie. Why you falling in love with a she? I'd rather be dubbed in a G. Could you see me in a car that rhymes with rent me and starts with a B? Could you see your Bentley parked in a crunky spot of your hood? Candy coat on top of the hood and my fist on top of the wood, sparkling good. Say you ain't after my change? I don't believe ya. If a Caesar asks me to feed her with my visa, then I'ma leave her. Cooper don't want ya, Cooper don't need ya. But I love you. That's sweet. I'd rather be sliding on glass feet with leather up under my ass cheek. It's not like I changed overnight. I've been acting like this since last week. Better ask P. My money's stretched like an athlete that attract me. Seen them last week in a Jag Jeep, but they ain't even make them yet. Cause okay, I'm lying. I don't know what it was, but I swear that boy was sitting on buttons. I know you want a relationship with a bowler, but no thanks. Look, I'd rather be shining my trunks. You must think this is a bank, but it ain't. Money increased and never was shrank. Hoes that be dyking even be fighting when I pull up on 20 inch Titans. Cause I got what them girls be liking them all. Oh. Big swangers and bows and 20 inches hitting low. We ball 24 7 all that we know. Screens and neon lights are showing my trunk unlock popping show. You already know. Paint dripping off the door. Not engaged with no lady. Fall in love with them. No, you might think I'm crazy. Never knew this type of love before. I'm in love with my foreign. Yes, I'm married to my dog. I'm in love with my money. Hold on, hold up a second, man. I never met to a metro dame. You better respect the game. See my gecko chain and correct your brain. I love my car like it was my girlfriend. I like to caress the grain. Bottle the wheel and I got aroused. I swung in a ditch and I wrecked the frame. Broke up with my foreign car and fell in love with a Cadillac. The Ringley Brothers inquired to how my trunk turned flips like an acrobat. I act a rat cause I'm from that gutter. Your girl stutter when I pull up next to you. You've been with the girl six months, pa while the reason she won't give sex to you.
money from a quarter, blame it on my wrist. I whip coke like hoes, and I'm a pimp. Lil, we're in about to rape the market. If we talk about money, baby, now we talking. From an A to an O Word in the streets that the envy is me Enough ice on that watch to make a nugget in the loose sleep Magnified face, help the bitch see clearly Nine on the waist, hit the bitch up severely I'm known for the flip of that cocaina I'm heavy in the street like the seven series Beamer, man Hit him with the Nina, man Or that four-fifth guaranteed to lean your man Whoa, I'm the reason that your block is vacant Malicious or hit ya Just to make a statement, bitch Clips and cash money, who ain't rich? Don't compare me to you, but anyway, you ain't this, whoa. People want too much credit for doing not enough work. You ain't earned the right to stand on the same stage and be considered and acknowledged the same way as I have, because I have done this consistently for 12 years. Big pimpin' in the high nine. If you're real, then you know what I'm talking about. Rich boy, I don't know what he hate to think. Better thigh, shoot a thigh with your boy, man. Coming down like snow in the wintertime. I don't know about you, but I'm getting mine. DIP never cold. Yeah, yeah. Zone 4, coin pull up in the Get money, I already know what it is. Don't stop it, what the business is. Get my ass in the laser, but so. Keep my. See, you got your little jerk, but I'm chomped out. Hold on, hey, playboy, get you stomped out. Pump talk and get to it. Oh, nigga, hell. Rip hard, really do a part, nigga, hell. We can buy the boy all night, nigga, hell. I can show you what a stat like, nigga, hell. Pump talk and get to it. Oh, nigga, hell. Rip hard, really do a part, nigga, hell. We can buy the boy all night, nigga, hell. I can show you what a stat like, nigga, hell. Walk it out like a usher. If you say real talk, I probably won't trust you. If you want to go to war, the gun's my pleasure. Even Jesus had 12 disciples on the level. Trigger, whatever. You don't want now, they get three thou. I'm like juror duty, you're new to this part of town. Your white tee will to me look like a nightgown. Make your mama proud, take that thing two sizes down. Then you look like the man that you are, or what you could be. I can give a damn about your car, but then I would be. If it was considered a classic before the drastic change in production when cars were metal instead of plastic value, is what I'm talking about. 
Get to it ease and walk it out. You'll be the reason they chalk it out. You can't be the king in the parking lot forever. Not saying I'm the best, but till they find something better, I am here. No fear. Write me a letter. Till then, I walk it out. 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 I wish I walk it out. I wish I walk it out. I wish I walk it out. Then east I walk it out. Hey, what's happening? It's your country cousin, Big Creek. You checking out NW3 Radio with my homies, Peter Oasis and Dharma X, baby. I'm going on tour, and I'm going to show anybody out there that thinks for one second that maybe I'm second-guessing myself that I am the greatest of all time forever and ever. What surprise? What surprise? I'm back, man. To make it off the ice cold streets of the city You better have a Christopher Word game with it You better have a dance game similar to Diddy Or play b-baller but a rim like Smitty Josh, Chris, Bosh, Paul, Gasol Or any other in that ball and tall I used to sell it white as Paul Wall Gave my young boy three of them in the mall And he gon' bring me 75k back tomorrow You know what big about You know what bigger do, ice water in my veins, hard pumping igloo. I'm familiar with the money, so who the fuck is you? What the fuck you do? Where the fuck you from? Who you knowing? Somebody get this out of town knowing. And I'm about to shut off on his ass like a bone. Going, 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 gone. I'm sick and tired of these same old broke bitches No job, all they wanna do is smoke swishes Get some money, ho, why you wanna watch mine? Ain't no telling what I'm gonna be driving next time And we don't buy to buy no more Pull up the paperwork, tell the owner he can go Walk like a pimp, bitch, talk like a soldier Got New York tipping candy, packing up they rover Say 200, but it go a little over Not the Corvette, the Ferrari, Testarossa I'm stupid with this rap, ish. Here I am, yep. I'm the man. Here I am, yep, yep. I'm the man, the man. Here I am, yep. I'm the man, the man. DTP's about that bomb taste. When Premier puts the needle on the record, then I put it on blast. Blows garbage, I throw it in the trash. I'm the MVP. I'm stupid with this rap. Rewind the verse, make the track do a backflip. Your speakers popping on a handstand. They sneak dissing, they getting throwing little jabs like bam bam. But I'm a bad man. They amateurs like at Apollo. I wipe them off the stage like Sandman. Damn man, what the hell you smoking on? It's ludicrous. I got more cheese than provolone, and the chrome is home, so I'm never home alone, and only keep friends with two. So I command all these rappers, put the mic down Throw a grenade in your mouth against the bike down Because I'm back 
back with Primo on the track. Taking it to the essence, so it's looking out of rap. Yo, back with that new new to tell you where I come from. Sing a song so I could never be unsung. They think I'm on some. Being fair weather, it's just my unsung. Boy, don't care whether you shake your tail feathers or your pom poms. Razor sharp, bugging bong bong. It's a bad time to be an MC if you ain't rhyming right. I spit that China white, so then you call it Hong Kong. Hit the city to see one of my schoolmates. Making six figures, but she still got a roommate. Just to have a downtown apartment and some outfits. And you asking why I never leave the South? Aish. <laughs> Take some time to dream. Peace of mind's a delightful thing. This is the life of kings. And we got it. Yes, sir. Uh. Hey. Like, now people be saying Soulja Boy Kid Hip Hop. They be saying Soulja Boy Kid Hip Hop, Soulja Boy, blah, blah, blah. Because Ice T said that. He came out, Boba King said, Soulja Boy singing has to kill Hip Hop. So anytime you be like on New York or like just on the TV, they gonna say, okay. So anytime you talking about Kid Hip Hop. Just because Ice T said that. Just like, for real talk, they don't kill hip hop for real. Nah, nah, they don't kill hip hop. Hip hop is dead. They ain't told everybody about it. He came out publicly and said, hip hop is dead. And then after that, everybody yeah. started saying, hip hop is dead. Hip hop is dead. Hold this show. Yeah. FM WMYU New York City's greatest station for Southern rap music and intelligent conversation for ninety minutes only. Yo, my name is Peter Oasis, and that's Darmic X. As we do every each and every Wednesday at nine p.m. on this this great station, we have great guests, conversation. We play music that you may not hear anywhere else, and most of all, we show love to the city that we love, New York City. What up? Uh, you, we want you to give us a call. 212-998-1818, Darmic. 212-998-1818. Yo, we still up in here. I always wanted to say yo on the radio, man. I always wanted to say yo. Yo, as a matter of yo, uh, coming up in the next few weeks, uh, we have next week, we have a rapper who's joining us for the second time. And I like this guy because he rapped something crazy. So, yes, so I'm, not, I'm not going to bad mouth anything. We're, we actually, we're actually on the right path, Darman. We, we have a rapper coming and his name is Dub. Dub, yes. He, the West he's, Coast. At, he's at a Compton. And he's actually signed, I think, to the game uh, in the last co- year that emerged. All right, so that's next week. We also have uh, Rob of Uncut.com, who's working on a book of his own. Uh, Rob is going to be actually calling in from uh, from Australia. From which down is, under. Uh, following week, Erica Elliott, who heads up the, uh, the summer stage events for the city of New York. Very special guest. Erica is going to be talking about the uh, 30th anniversary uh, of summer stage and, and the programs they have going on in, in the parks around the city. Very, very, very important initiative to bring great music and headlining groups to the park for free. And as the weather gets warm. Yeah, I think that's one of the best things we have going on out here in this big city, Darmic. Yes, it's great programming. Um, last year was a lot of fun. I got to go. We both went, actually, to the Rocksteady anniversary. Do you remember that? Yeah, Rocksteady, what a good time. That man. was an amazing I, I, show. I love seeing people dancing out in those, in those parks, man. And so, MOP performed. Nothing better than MOP performing in New York City. I don't think there's any Southern Southern rap on the... Uh, on the pill? Maybe on not. The, uh, the Ghetto Boys are going to be on this year. 
Uh-oh. Yes, yes. Ding, ding, ding. There we go. There's a ding, 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 no ding, ding, ding sound ding. effect. Don't play the clapping okay. sound. Okay. You already knew. Play the hawk. The hawk is the, the, the new one. Wow. Also, in uh, Summer Stage, the uh, premiere, the world premiere, 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 Stretch and Bobito's film, which is going to be great. Dharmic, that deserves a hawk sound, man. Yeah, shouts to Stretch Armstrong. Actually, was texting with him today. Shouts to Ev Up North Trips, who's out there somewhere in New York City, as we do every week. We give him a shout out. But most importantly, we're still joined by the notorious BMI. His name is Benjamin Meadows Ingram. He's a writer. He's been everywhere. He's written for everyone. And he's reached a great level in his career now where he's an author. He has a book out now with Scarface of the uh, Ghetto Boys. Um, Check that out if you can. I I mean, it's what a great time. I love to see... Um, you know, my generation, you know, writing stories and telling the stories of, of, you know, people like Scarface. I mean, I was first exposed to Scarface. I'm a big Ghetto Boys fan. Um, and then Scarface actually appeared on a Cool G Rap record. Yes. I, I think Cool G Rap may have introduced Scarface to, to the New York market. I think he, he, he had... Uh, I think it was on the Wanted Dead or Alive album. Am I right? Am I wrong? Probably. probably I think you're right. Because basically what happened was uh, Cool G Rap linked up with like Sir Jinx and like Ice Cube. And Scarface was out west a lot, uh, linking up with people on the west coast like Ice Cube. And and that's kind of how that all came together, if I remember right. That's that's the record that was uh, sampled on the Biggie song. Ah. Ready to Die. Yes, yes. Yo, we, we were talking about this earlier, Ben. Um, Jay-Z is very responsible for introducing New York City to a, a lot of Southern acts. I mean, I mean, Scarface, um, you know, for, for a younger generation, Scarface was introduced, uh, I guess, through the uh, Guess Who's Back song. Um, you know, see, the, here's the thing here. And, and I learned with Dharmic, you, you have all these different points of reference. Yes. So, like we were saying back in, in the green room, what's old school to Dharmic is definitely not old school to, to guys like us. So, so uh, for a lot of new for a lot of young cats, you know, their first introduction to Scarface could have been on the Guess Who's Back song, which we should have played today. Yeah, yeah, we should have. You, you played a couple. Uh, Scar- you played a Scarface record. You played a Ghetto Boys record, and because you did that, I chose to do stuff that was more. Yeah, of I wanted my to era. play the the My Block song, uh, which okay. is a great song. You know, the interesting thing about Scarface is that he helped usher in Mike Dean. You know, he was the first guy that Mike Dean worked with. And now everybody knows Mike Dean from the work he does with Kanye, uh, album after album. But, you know, without Scarface, there is no Mike Dean, right? Uh, I'd say without without rap a lot. But I think, uh, you know, Scarface definitely was the most prominent act on the label at the time. Yes. That helped, you know. And they obviously worked together a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah, while we're talking about Southern rap, I... And, I, and then... Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Well, and then Face, you know, says that he introduced Mike Dean to Kanye. That Dang, makes sense. Does he see a royalty off that man? <laughs> I don't, I don't, you know, because then when Kanye was helping with the uh, the Fix album, that's when that all really kind of. The, the crazy thing about Scarface, you know, a lot of Houston rap has been very independent. The Houston rap scene has been very, you know, rooted in, in 
trunk, uh, you know, putting pushing mixtapes out the trunk and an independent hustle. And, and obviously there was rap a lot um, for a long time. And, and the funny, the interesting thing about Scarface is that he was, uh, as, as much as he was a part of rap a lot, he also eventually went on to become, you know, a member of Def Jam and then an executive within Def Jam also. And he was part of the whole Def Jam South that they had. Uh, and he's been a part of both like the major label system and, and obviously Houston's culture. So, you know, what were his thoughts about uh, the state of the music industry as you talked to him? Was he one of those like bitter older guys or did he just come with a lot of like maturity and perspective about it? Or what was his interactions uh, with you in terms of that stuff? I don't know if, you know, Face, I think Face is big. I don't think he's bitter. I mean, I, at least not his perspective. I think that uh, Face's big uh, perspective on the music industry right now has a little bit less to do with the way the business is run and more to do with um, the records that are being made and the records that are getting popular. I mean, he definitely uh, talks a lot about you know his influences and uh, what he considers to be his class of rapper or MC. Mm-hmm. Like that, you know, if, if it was like a school, the the class I was in, the graduating class I was in, and how you know all these people that are, were his peers and the people that you know were the upperclassmen when he was a freshman. You know, these guys were legends and you know crazy foundational MCs. And I definitely I do know that. Uh, there are certain records that make it big today and faces perplexed, let's say, by, you know, the success of those records. And, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, I think generally, you know, he's uh, he's he's excited. To, I mean, you know, it's a better question for him, I would think. But, you know, he seems to be excited about, you know, the, the people that are doing their thing and the people that are uh, putting forward, you know, sharp lyrics. He's always... You know, his big thing is, uh, you know, one of his one of the things he says in the book uh, is that, you know, he wanted Houston to know what he was about and he wanted New York to respect his flow. So, you know, um, you know, he's always been kind of in that, you know, New York lyrics first mold and fashioned himself in that way and strived for that, you know. So uh, I think in terms of the current generation, I think anytime he sees an artist who is uh, pursuing that and executing that, he is inspired, I would say. Yeah, I like that. I'm all about lyrics. Darmic, you about lyrics? Yeah, definitely. We have this argument all the time, Ben. Like, Darmic gives a lot of lot of young rappers passes. I give no rapper any pass. It, it, I mean, rapping's about rapping, man. Particularly when it comes to freestyling on radio is where we well, sort yeah, of have that yeah. argument. And and it's funny because this oh. week it was revealed, I showed you the, the article, uh, yeah, that yeah. Uh, the game has been rapping the same freestyle on air um, for the last four years, whether it is at, at his live show, whether he goes to radio stations, whatever the case, he's been doing the same verse for four years apparently. Well, you know, if it works once, why not try it again? And I think it goes back to, you know, back in the days, people would have, rappers would have the same two or three verses when they'd come to a radio station, because back then, you know, it was being recorded maybe for your cassette, but it wasn't really, there was no internet, so, you know, you could get away with it. Yeah, I mean, people have always, rappers have always previewed verses that, you know, would come out on an album, you know, soon after, you know, on the radio. I yeah. Mean, what, what better way to practice, you know? The intro of our show is a verse that ended up on a mixtape later on. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's definitely been done before. But it was interesting how they made a a big deal out of that story. Um, you know, I don't know. I think yeah. Speaking of current events, what else is going on this week, Darmic? 
<laughs> you mean outside of the craziness in Baltimore? Yeah. What else is going on? Um. Oh, you you mentioned something to me. Uh, there was the shooting that happened right down in uh, Atlanta. Um, uh-huh. Lil Wayne. Did that happen? Yes. As a continuation to what we were talking about last week, Ben. Last week we were speaking about touring and the uh, pitfalls of, of, of being a, a, a of touring while black is how we how we build it. You know, there's a you know there's it's kind of messed up. It's kind of messed up. You know, being being black in America or being brown as you are, Darmic. Um, you know, you're targeted, and when you put yourself on a tour bus and you push that bus from state to state. You're bound to run into some problems, and we had this huge conversation. We brought up a bunch of different points. Uh, most recently, on Nelly had, had gotten in some tr- some trouble for having meth, and in, in, uh, he had a <laughs> yeah, one of his friends was he had selling a moving meth lab. Yes, he was really Breaking Bad. He had multiple labs. He had the studio lab, and he had a meth lab, and and uh, Lil Wayne was involved. Speaking of Lils and and Southern rappers, Lil Wayne was involved in something. Uh, while out on tour this week, I don't, I don't know. He the had details. a show in Atlanta, and he was shot at, or the van was shot at, I believe. Dang. Um, you know, some people are speculating that it might have to do with his sort of simmering uh, on-off beef with uh, uh, Birdman's new protege, Young Thug. And interestingly enough, the same night, Young Thug had a show in New- in Louisiana, in Baton Rouge. And he was booed off stage. He, he was booed off stage in 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 Baton Rouge, Louisiana, because yeah, Yo, you gotta love that, yo. I, I'm all about booing people sometimes, man. I remember when OJ the Juice Man came up to New York about six years ago. Did you bring him up? No, nah, I didn't. <laughs> I, I, I'm not responsible for that. But he played at BB King's. Oh, my goodness. He got on stage, and oh my. you can go YouTube it. OJ the Juice Man did not get love in New York City. And you know what? We live in a different New York City because now if OJ the Juice Man got on stage, Darmic's generation would be would uh, throwing roses from. at the young man. <laughs> Do you remember when Jadakiss co-signed OJ the Juice Man? Do you remember that record? No, man. On a Jadakiss album, the last album he put out, OJ the Juice Man was on his single. The song was called Who's Real? And OJ the Juice Man had the second verse and he mumbled along on that one. I think it's unfair to uh, pretend like OJ was not hot at that time. He um, had that one record, right? The Trap Say A or what it was. What it was I mean, that was definitely his big song. But you know, come on, like he was—he had a moment. Like you know, that's a thing. To have a moment in any any chosen career is nothing to take lightly. I yeah, there, all right. Yeah, and, I'll no, agree no, no, there. no, no, no. All right. Yes, there's a moment. Yes, there was a moment. Okay, but you you have to kind of look at it like this. There's the recorded side of music. You could have a moment all year long. You could be played on the radio all the time. And then there's the live component of the thing. And if that doesn't translate live, then what what good are you? Moment or not. Yeah, it's challenging. I, I mean, I agree. I mean, look, yeah, sure. But. I mean, there was yesterday. There was the show. Uh, I think at the Bowery Ballroom with uh, um, what's his name, Key, and Peter's favorite up and coming artist. Uh, I love McConan. And uh, I think somebody was putting up uh, Instagram videos. I think it was Elliot. And you know, people were commenting off the videos. Uh, granted, these were very small, like fifteen second snippets. But like, they were like, "Dude is garbage." You know, and it didn't sound particularly amazing. You know, from the videos. Obviously, it wasn't there, but it didn't sound great. Um, I mean, these guys aren't trained. Like. 
Like when, yeah. when you think of the, the, the Jackson's legacy, like yeah, you think of you know you start as a young kid, you practice, you know you're guided and you practice and you practice and you practice. By the time you're 25 and you're on top of the world, you you get on that stage and do the damn thing. I, I don't I don't think rappers are brought up that way. I don't I don't think a lot of rappers start as, as a kid and you know it's like they get in the studio, you make a hot record, and if it if it pops, sometimes you're not ready. And ben, think, yeah. you, you see a lot, a lot of rappers and rap performances. I don't. I'm so confused. I just know, man. Just well, you, think, you gotta I perform think, well, man. I think that um, <clears throat> you know, for instance, with OJ, you know, at OJ in that era, I think that the generation that's out on the road right now is definitely uh, better trained, I guess, or better uh, versed, more experience on the road because the road has become so much more important. You know, when OJ, that like quick era, like 2000 to 2008, mm -hmm. it just wasn't, you get those records off, you make a ton of money and then you get on the road, like you said, unprepared to, you know, kind of have a hit on your hands and you'd have to kind of muddle your way through it. And then you do a big market like New York and it could potentially, you know, really spike, you know, your kind of buzz or whatever. But, uh, you know, it's been awesome. I think to see you know a lot of a lot of the young guys out today. I mean, you know, obviously Kendrick being one of the big ones, but Wiz, uh, you know, did a ton of road work. I mean, everyone, you know, was. I mean, Drake's been on like four major tours already, and he's a pretty young artist in a certain kind of way. I mean, he's he's only been huge for six years. He's been on like some massive tours, you know. Whereas even like Jay, but even Drake couldn't take it to the. I mean, he he flopped at Coachella twice. I mean, well, he I, had two horrible shows. You know, you, you make it to a certain level. You know, when, when you when you get to that level, that's a, a completely different level. You're headlining a festival. You, you're following a, a rock act, big loud act with you know that fills the stage with uh, equipment, and you know it's hard to follow up. And if if you think you're just going to go out, you know, and, and rap your your newest radio hit to to a festival audience, that's not going to pop for you. And and that's the reason why groups like the Roots and whatnot are so popular in that scene because they they show improve and and, and they have a big show like that. So it's true. I you know, not to bring it back to the book, but to bring it back to the book, uh, uh, I thought it was interesting. One of the things that did come up, uh, Face talked about how um, James Prince had the Ghetto Boys. Like basically, <clears throat> kind of orchestrated so much of their their act, and was like, you know, you're gonna, you know, face, you're gonna be the pimp, you know, uh, uh, Bushwick, you're gonna be kind of the Joker, Willie's gonna be the tough guy, Ready Red was gonna be the DJ, and then you know when before they even kind of went out on the road, and this was like, you know, in a in an eight person passenger van following Cube in a bus, but he had already had them practice, and he had found a venue in Houston called in an artist from LA who he would not name because he said I don't know what the deal was around that but somebody who had some stature and who came in and kind of put them through the ropes on stage so that they could get it down so that when they did get out of the market when they did get in front of audiences they knew what they were doing yeah and what comes from that this is 2015 and here you are Ben Ingram and you pair up with Scarface and Scarface has a book so many years after the fact and that goes to show again that that work that early work and, and that, that vision in the beginning you know the vision paid off because Scarface is still working he's still around he, he has an album coming out with, with Drake on the album and there's a lot to be said of that Drake's on the album? 
That's what I read on, on I was, I did, Oasis up here with the exclusives. I, I don't know about Drake being on <laughs> the album. Pull that up, man, Darmic. Okay, I'll, I'll look the at internet, it. Uh, man. That's, that's interesting. That would be an interesting collaboration. It seems like a natural fit if they can yeah, make it dude. happen. Yeah. Come on, man. I mean, and it goes back to, you know, I was talking about Juvenile and, and his the ability to then, you know, for these artists who've been doing it for that long to come perform now and be, you know, even though they're old, maybe some people might consider them hey, old, but hey, still. Hey, hey, hold hey, on, hold calm on. Down, let me, let young me, man. let me finish. Let me finish. But despite that, to be way better than than the kids, you know, despite the kids maybe supposedly having more energy, these guys really know how to put on a show, and and it shows, you know. And, well, this is, I mean, that you know, you could take this back to, you know, look, Juvenile is, a, he's a legend. Like, come on, he's a, he's incredible. Mm-hmm. He's an incredible MC. It's like Busta is an incredible MC. But they, you know, I saw I got the chance to see Busta play. Probably now it's been like three years ago, and he didn't even play. He just showed up and did a verse in the middle of I don't even remember who set. And watching everything that he did, like the way he just approached it, the way he ripped through his verses, it's like it's like if you ended up in a pickup game with Tim Duncan and he was forty five. And he'd still slice and dice everyone who was 18, mm-hmm. you know, like, because he just knows how to play the game. He knows what he's doing. He's making he, DeAndre Jordan a fool out there yeah, sometimes exactly. every once in a so, while. You know, but, I, uh, I remember on the... Shout Ye- out to the legends. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the Yeezus tour, Buster Rhymes came out for the Tribe Called Quest, and his mic was not working. Like, he was rapping into the mic, but you Wait, couldn't you were hear there? it. No, there, there was video of this. Uh, um, there was video of this, and you can't hear, you couldn't, you know, the mic isn't working, but he's just going in. It doesn't matter. Like, you can't hear the words, but you just see the energy, and it's insane. And it just, you know, goes back to, to the point you were making there. I mean, Buster is one of the, the best performers to ever Darling, do. Are there any new performers? And I'm not talking about Kendrick, because he's not really new to no, his own, like, new. his, like, what, fourth album? Yes. Or sixth, I think. A sixth album. All right. Let new, new performers who, you walked away. I know there's that young girl, uh, Callie. Callie Uchis. She was okay. I wouldn't say I was blown away. Hey, who, who are you blown? Who are you blown away by? Um, no, th- Paul. Paul. I think Travis Scott is is a great performer. He's incredible. Yes, I think he has an amazing energy. Who Some else? people say he's Keep just going. Yeah. Keep going. Who else? Who else? Um. Hmm. I don't know. I will say Joey has come a long way. He was not a very good performer early on in his career um he's come a long way now he's okay he's he's decent chance the rapper is a great performer i saw him a couple months ago i think ago. he's hands down the best yes now you you look at chance the rapper and you, and you look at him on that Lollapalooza stage granted it's in his hometown and whatnot but, but the way the band he controlled that stage he he has the energy of the the best preacher you know and you know, he he works so hard on that stage. That dude wears himself out, and he you know he gets sick every every now and then. And I know he canceled some some recent tour dates, but that guy is out of here. Bananas, exciting. Chance the rapper is is definitely there. It's an amazing performer. Um, not it's quite as recent, but we were talking about southern rappers. Yellow Wolf is an amazing performer. Oh yeah, Yellow Wolf. Shout out to Yellow Wolf. Yo, your boy Anthony Fantano trashed the new Yellow the Wolf new album. album. Have you listened to it? I mean, I don't. I mean, I I, I give up. I I I give up. I, I I don't even listen to rap music. I listen to uh, I don't know, but not not rap music. Have I listened to the Yellow Wolf album? 
No, and do I want to? Probably not. Most likely not. I'm going to give it a listen. I have it. I, I haven't checked it out yet. I'm not yet, excited I, about anything that's out right now. The last great album I like is uh, Who's Gonna Get, uh, what's it called? Uh, father. Not Father. Oh, father. Father. The Awful Records Father? Yeah, I, I think Father is still ha- hands down the uh, best album of the year. My favorite album is the Ishtar album. Um, that, or, I guess uh, you call it yeah, old, he's out of Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee. That's a great one. Oh, and I like that other kid. Taj. That, Taj Akko. Oh, yeah, that's dude. A good one. Too. He's good. He he's out of California. I like him. But let us let us let us tell our audience that we do pay attention to what's coming out. Obscure acts. We we do do that over here. We do. <laughs> we really do. But, but we we want you guys to you know go out find music for us. D- d- help us out if you have a friend or someone. Uh, you know, tweet at Dharmic X. Uh, if you have any questions for our guest Benjamin Meadows Ingram, you could tweet at him. That's at Notorious BMI. Uh, his new book is out along with Scarface. It's called, and I had to pull it up, Diary, Diary. of a Madman. The Ghetto Boys, Life, Death, and the uh, Roots of Southern Rap. And, and you guys have the release here in Brooklyn, right? Correct. Um, last week, last Wednesday, actually. Yes. Um, and is there plans of doing something down in Houston to, to celebrate uh, it? Not currently, no. Okay. So Does, does he, li- he live in Houston still? Or? Yes, yep. Okay, okay. Because I know there was a time when he might have been spending, a, and you mentioned this, he spends time in New York, and I think I saw him say in an interview a couple years ago that he was living in New York for, for a bit. Uh, he has spent a lot of time in New York, and I know at various points has talked about moving here permanently, but he hasn't made that leap as far as I know yet. That's exciting that everyone's leaving New York and he's, <laughs> he's coming to New York. Yo, you ever noticed that most, most rappers don't even live in, in, in New York? They live in Jersey. You know, a lot of rappers live in Jersey. Yeah, I started listening, and I want to. I want to give a shout out to the uh, new Joe Buttons podcast. Yes. Oh, you started listening to it. Yo, I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep it real. Joe Buttons is great. It's Button, by the way. No extra S at the end. All right, Young Dolphin, Joe Buttons. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Joe Buttons because his podcast is fire. He does not care. Love it. It's called. Uh, I'm going to name this podcast later or something like that's that. That's a great podcast. It's, it, that's that's the Highly idea. Highly recommended. Uh, while we're talking about podcasts, I always want to give a shout out to uh, Hip Hop Digest, which is my favorite rap podcast. Want to give a shout out to the homie Combat Jack. Always. I, he always. and I were. Uh, texting back and forth we have some some good things in the works okay i'm excited to hear about that that's pretty fun we're, we're gonna put darmic to work for the summer that's good i'm, I'm looking forward to that actually Darmic, what do you know about barbecuing <laughs> can you barbecue uh tofu yeah yeah ben was showing me some photos of the uh the barbecue down there man in memphis man jesus <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say is jesus lord new york barbecue is there any places in new york you like it's come a long way. It's just like uh, New York's receptiveness to uh, Southern rap. It has changed a lot in the time that I've spent in the city. Uh, I remember being able to walk down the street and count over the course of the week on my hand how many Southern rap records I heard. You know, it'd be like three in 10 days. And now it's every car. Yes. And, and in town was Dallas BBQ. Oh, boy. And now it is, uh, there has been an explosion of uh, decent, you know, decent to good barbecue, which has been cool. Yeah. There, there was one near Spike Lee's uh, film studio out in Brooklyn, which me and a group of friends that's went to. That's okay. That's, uh, that's the Peaches. The smoke, uh, no, the Smoke Yeah, the smoke that's joint. the Peaches family of restaurants. Yeah, Smoke Joint. That's a pretty good one. There's a Hill Country, which is it holds its own. There's a, one out in Red Hook that uh, Kelly and I went to. Pretty banging. Uh, I don't know. I, I've had some good barbecue. I've had a 
barbecue down in Austin. I had bar- Kansas City barbecue. It was pretty good. It is a thing. Yeah, it is. And yeah. I made some potato chips after that. That's a thing. See? <laughs> yeah, that's what that's something Tech Nine brings out, you know, over and over again. And in walks Susio Smash, which Finally. only which only means one thing. He's about to set up and do his thing. From what I know, Susio Smash actually has an author coming in. Yes, sir. So there's a theme the here this evening. The author beat you by like an hour, Susio. What happened? He came oh, to the station yeah. an hour before you did. Yeah. <laughs> Susio Smash, great guy. He's wearing a pretty fancy jacket. What, what are you wearing, Susio? Charles Oakley. Who? I mean, who are you wearing? Who are you? I'm wearing Charles who? Oakley. Look at that. What are we? A runway? Dude, <laughs> it's okay to talk fashion and rap go fashion together from the very beginning, Dormick. I'm aware, Peter. I'm aware. I'm aware. Shout out to yeah. Sasha Jenkins. Yo, shout, oh, Sasha Jenkins. Yeah, that reminds me real quick. You played a uh, Chameleon Air record. I did play a Chameleon Air record. Yo, a long time ago, Sasha invited me to his office uh, with these producers he was he was working with. And they, they brought me in and, and they sat me down to run an idea by me. They're like, how about this? This is when reality shows were, you know, at the, at the top of the top. And the guy looks at me with a straight face and he says, how about this idea for a show? Who wants to marry a Chameleon Air? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, bruh. Yo, I looked at him. I was like, dang. I was like, you need some better ideas up here, man. That sounds like a hit to me. Shout out to Chameleon Air. Chameleon Air is super dope. I think people slept on him, sleep on him because of that one record that sort of took over. But, you know, I played a much older record from Paul, the Paul Wall mixtape days. He's now an entrepreneur in residence. Yes, yes. He's a tech entrepreneur. Man, who wants to marry a chameleon? Who wants to marry a chameleon? When, what year was this? Ah, that's got to be about five, six years ago. So this is way after. It, it's all blurred, Darmic. I imagine. I it, imagine. It's, it's a, yeah, the ride from you know '97 to now, man. It's been it's been a long ride. I want to thank New York City for listening every week to NW3 Radio on WNYU 89.1 FM. Uh, shouts to everyone at this great channel. It's a great station. There's a, some sort of concert that we weren't invited to. Well, we were on air during this concert, and plus, I imagine you didn't know any of the acts, and it's hard enough to get you to go out of your house for concerts. Yo, speaking of, I, I did yes. go out. I did go out. I went to the uh, Mob Deep 20th anniversary. Shouts to Marvis, Havoc, Prodigy. Uh, shouts to uh, Buckshot and uh, yeah, Tech and Steel, uh, Al, and all the good people I ran into over there. That was a good time. Actually, stayed longer than I've ever stayed. And you know, I may even go out this week. I was invited to a gala for the uh, summer stage thing, and I may even go to that. Oh my God, you're going out of the house, Peter. It must be summer. It might, you know what? It gets lonely. It gets lonely in Brooklyn. How was the show, by the way? You, you you enjoyed it? It was great. You know, it's always good. You know, it's always good to hear the classics. I actually on on Friday I went. But to... yo, Funk, your boy Funk Master Flex, man. <laughs> yo, he plays the same set. Like I was sitting there, like predicting what he was gonna throw on as he was on that stage, and. 10 to 10 times I was right to the point where me and my homie DJ AV and Kelly were just like we had our hands to our head we are like bruh like but he did say something and it was of anything that happened that night was it so digital? no no he didn't say that he was like I was on top then and I'm on top now true when he said that I was like you know what you're a legend and and the simple fact of seeing funk master flex on stage whether he's playing the same set he usually plays you know he is a living legend and he is is hip-hop in new york i mean he he's a god so shouts to funk master flex i know you may be listening to us 
Maybe not. Maybe not. He, Pete, he's usually on air during this time. Yeah, he's on air, which means <laughs> someone pressed play on some computer while he's, you know, shining the rims on his car. <laughs> Fair enough. On Friday, I got to see a, a former w- NW3 guest uh, make an appearance or do a live show at Webster Hall. I am Sue, who was on the uh, one year anniversary show. He had a set out at Webster Hall, and that was pretty, pretty, good, pretty okay. Yeah, wow. yeah, wow, yeah. That's it was mad one. decent. It was mad, mad decent. There, there you go. There you go. That's a good one. <laughs> was Susie Smash DJing that one? No, he wasn't. He was wasn't. Droog on that? Droog was there. Your old Droog was there Whoa. at the show. That's crazy you said that. Tim and uh, your old Droog were there that night, and I talked to Droog, and, and we don't hate each other anymore. It's a good thing. You guys are friends? We're friends now. Great Who would have thought see. it? Who would have thought you, it? You and Druger, BFFs. Yeah. Squeeze time coming up. Benjamin, thank you for joining us, man. Uh, I really want to thank you for taking the time out of your schedule. You could be anywhere, but you're here with us. And we definitely appreciate that, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, dude, man. We, you know, we're, we're just so happy that you have this book out, man. When I, when I heard about it, I was like, that's so cool, man. Because I know other friends of ours who are, you know, working on book projects and whatnot. And, and it's exciting. You know, I, there's a huge market for books still. I know that. You know, we at, at our house we have a lot of cool coffee table books and whatnot, and you know there will always be room for a book. You know, as much as a Kindle's taken over. No, <laughs> I think my next book I'm just gonna cut it up in a vine. Dang, <laughs> you gonna just read it out on vine? It'll just be a super quick edit of all of the pages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you have any book ideas for uh, the Notorious BMI, you could tweet at him at Notorious BMI. A- any stories you want to hear told, you know, he he could probably get it done. Yes, uh, we're, we're out. It's time finally, to go. Finally, finally, we've basically been waiting. I am Peter Oasis. <laughs> he this is, is Darmic X. Benjamin Medellingro, and that's Darmic X. We're out of here. Play the hold outro. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me actually... Uh, no outro. CCO Smash, you ready? No, hold on one second. We got the outro. Come I on, love now. the night live. Yeah, why don't you sing Why don't you sing the outro, Peter? Darmic, this is horrible, man. What? <laughs> sing it, sing it. <laughs>